Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. You know, on occasion, we are our own worst enemy. And guess what? If you're within the sound of my voice, that must mean you are in the seats with once more, as always. My name is Dave Voigt, and I'm the host of this podcast, where we sit down with a wide-ranging variety of entertainment industry professionals, and we pick their brain about current projects, state of the industry, how they got started, and so very much more in a light and in a conversational fashion. And, you know, if you like how we do things around here, I'm going to go out on a limb and assume that you do, because, let's face it, you're listening right now. Uh, And if you are listening, do us that kindness and uh, hit the subscribe button. Uh, Ring that bell, give us the old five-star rating on your podcast provider of choice. We're available pretty much everywhere. Places like Apple, Amazon, Spotify, Google, and plus we archive every single one of our episodes over at our In The Seats YouTube channel, so you can give us a like and subscribe there as well. Uh, we will, we'd really appreciate it. Uh, also, uh, check us out on the social media. We're on the Facebook, the Twitter, the Instagram, the Letterboxd, the TikTok, uh, God knows where else, at In The Seats for all sorts of fun updates. And finally, and I do dare say most importantly, please pay us a visit over at In The Seats, intheseats.ca for all the latest and greatest from the world of film, television, basically the moving image at large. Because guess what? If we love to watch it and write about it and talk about it, we love it even more when you come by and read about it and listen about it. So do us that eternal kindness and pay us a visit. On this episode, we got a fun one. It is in theaters now, and I mean, I highly recommend this one. It is a real, you know, fun piece of indie cinema from... uh, from our friends down south, and it is called Sometimes I Think About Dying, starring Daisy Ridley, and it's the story of Fran, who is played by Daisy, who who likes to think about dying. Uh, but she she has this habit of making the new guy at work laugh quite a bit, which which leads to them dating and and more, and all these terrifying things that come when you actually end up talking to other people and you know letting down those barriers that we so easily put up, especially during the pandemic, and and for, forgotten how to sort of uh, socially, you know, socially interact with one another. It's, it's, it's really a, 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 it's really a quality piece of cinema, and I mean, it speaks to sort of the, the, the societal disconnect that so many of us out there in the universe are feeling right now, but I mean, uh, in advance of it hitting theaters today, like I said, go check it out. Uh, as soon as you can, but we had the unique pleasure of sitting down and talking with the, uh, the, the director, uh, Rachel Lambert, and uh, the co-star, Dave uh, Murphy, about uh, their work on the film, and uh, so very much more, but like I said, uh, please go check out Sometimes I Think About Dying, which is playing in select theaters now, but first, enjoy our talk with Rachel and Dave, because between you and me, uh, it's a pretty darn good one. All right, well, obviously, Rachel, Dave, I mean, just to kick this off, I mean, thank you so much for the time today, and congrats on the movie. I loved it. Thank you. Thank I'm you. so glad you liked it. Now, I mean, Rachel, I guess my first question is for you, because, like, I, I, I'm, I'm dying to hear sort of the origin of the story of getting this film made, because, I mean, not only does it is it so uniquely toned and so really quite beautiful, Daisy kind of kept this on the on the DL on the low until you guys were ready to sort of say, "Oh, by the way, she's produced and shot a movie." Like I'm dying to hear sort of the early days of this production. Well, I mean, keeping things quiet is just more the mo- the mode that uh, I don't know. I think I think that's just the way that Alex and I like to do things. You know, we like to make things and then and then talk about it later. 
Um, but getting it made, I mean, that's Alex Sachs. That's Alex Sachs. And she doesn't just get things made, right? She she loves art and she loves artists, truly. Not what they can bring her, but what they make. And so she trusts them. And by trusting us, we have true collaboration. And she allows for that space to create and she's enthusiastic about it. And that's an incredibly rare thing to come across. And I have such faith in her all the time. Like, I just feel like she can do anything and she can make possible in art, in cinematic art, what, what I would normally think is impossible, but she can do, she can do it. Um, I think she approaches problem solving from a place of innovation, um, you know, openness, creativity, and patience. So uh, we're always in great hands with her. What was it about the play, though, specifically, that kind of drew you in that made you want to tell this on the screen? Well, I didn't have anything to do with the play. I didn't have anything to do with the play or the writing. Yeah, Yeah, I I had nothing. I I didn't, I don't even, I don't know anything about the source material. I was just sent the feature script. Okay. Alex. And I loved it. And I loved um, what it was not only saying, but how it was saying it. Um, And I love Fran and I was, I loved that there was such opportunity with the film to um, play visually in a way that I hadn't been invited to before and to have a lot of rigor and compositional invention. That seemed really exciting. It's a first person narrative. So in terms of the edit, that seemed really exciting. Um, And the, the thesis statement of the film is precisely in line with my own uh, philosophy. So it felt like this perfect opportunity. And uh, the first conversation that I had with Alex about getting it made was, of course, who's going to play Fran. And the first the first person I said is, this is Daisy Ridley's film, if she wants it. And she thankfully did. <laughs> Love it. Now, I mean, Dave, I've got to ask, because I mean, this is such, I mean, while while we see the structure of sort of the romance and the romantic comedy, the beats of it all hit at a really a different rhythm. And I mean, I think that's kind of what drew me in. Like, walk me through, I guess, your initial reaction to the script and, and reading for it and finding this character. I thought it was, like, I thought it was unique. It was very, it was very different. It told, like, a different story. Um, I was drawn to Fran's character because I saw certain parts of that in me. Um, saw stuff in Robert that I was like, oh, I wish I could be more like in, in certain situations, like his outgoingness when he's talking to people in public, even though I'm a performer, you know, stand up and an actor. It's just, I, you know, I hate uh, presentations. Like if you make me go do that, it's just like, right. I just humble, but like um, it just had a different, completely unique you know, a, a part of one of the actors, he said when we were filming, he's like, it was like a poem. I don't know. He, he would say he said that a couple of times and it just had this beautiful, beautiful story. And then this this, you know, person wanting to make a connection and this a friend's resistance. And then finally, like, you know, what Rachel says, it, it's like, you know, getting donuts. It's like we don't look at these things. I, th- I think we don't, we kind of like, you know, especially now with like technology and how fast paced it is like these things that, you know, we just kind of, we don't look how beautiful they are going to get someone donuts or like Rachel was saying, making um, eye contact on the subway. 
being like, you know, if you see somebody in public and you're like, yo, hey, and then they get rattled. That's how much people aren't talking to each other. Yeah. Like, yeah. hey, what's going on? And then you're like, I was just saying hi. Like, what do you want? And it's like, whoa. So crazy. So it's like, I don't know. It just had this world that was there. And then what Rachel created uh, was just something I wanted to be a part of. Well, and Rachel, I mean, the film has such a, a fascinating visual aesthetic. I mean, just from the way, uh, I mean, the way you have the camera sort of hold on 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 Fran, especially in some of these moments where she's just sitting there eating or, you know, they're like she's in the background or it's pulled away. And I mean, even sort of in the initial meetings between Fran and uh, and Dave's character, you've got a colorful sweater on. She's an all flat, plain and tan. Like we can see this wall, like we can physically see the visual wall this woman is putting up. Like yeah. how important was it for you to really create, I guess, that sense of distance? from a visual standpoint, even though these are two characters who are essentially getting to know each other and falling in love. Well, I actually push back. I don't think they're falling in love. <laughs> um, that's not how I saw it. I, um, but I think that's interesting that you did. I think it's cool. Um, I love that there's space for people to have their own experience with the film, you know? <laughs> I love that. That's always what I'm hoping for, um, that it's not just me only only having one story being told at any given time. Um, I mean, using all the tools of cinema to indicate the inner lives of your characters and the and the motifs and the symbols and the thematics, all those literary elements that can live in a film and to signpost that and to 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 um well, I mean it's not signposting, it's actually just using them as literary elements. They can be cinematic elements. I think they they have been and cinema's at its best best when you're exploiting that. And so yeah, that's that's definitely my the way that I approach making films is to, to see it as um that kind of art uh where you can you can use literary elements visually and uh exploit them uh towards building a deep, complex internal experience for the viewer for the viewer, like much like when you read a novel. For sure. For sure. And I mean, maybe just to even correct myself. I mean, I don't, I'm not even sure if it is love, but I think it's sort of that, that impending terror that they might be, or they could be. <laughs> That's nicely put. I like that the impending terror that they might be. Oh, that's really good. I like that. Now, I mean, Dave, I'm curious because I mean, obviously in the film, as you're going back and forth with Fran and I mean, there are these moments where traditionally we have these emotional flourishes. And I mean, obviously your character's going to have them as Franz does as well, but they're not done. They're done almost in a whisper rather yeah. than sort of, rather than sort of the traditional sort of drama of it all. It almost like even Franz's line of like, do you wish you could unknow me? Like there, like there was a real tragedy there. Yeah. And I mean, I'm curious, like it all felt like it was being played very tragically, not sort of in sort of the traditional dramatic sense, like the, oh my God, this is horrible, but I'm withering away kind of sense. Yeah, I felt like real life, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, I'm, I'm uh, you, know, you know, I mean, it's just, you know, with movies, you, sometimes you, you'll have scenes where you're like, oh, I, would you say that, man? Like, or you would, that, that doesn't make any, I mean, I, I haven't even heard that in real life, kind of. It's right. felt like yeah. I've been in situations, you know, there was it's not the same but this this girl i was seeing she was like why would i why would i give all myself to you 
if at some point you can take that and shatter it. And then I just remember being like, well, I mean, how, how am I, I don't know how to be with you then. Like, I, I mean, then we're done. Like, what are we, what are we doing here? So there was a situation I was in where there was that kind of battle kind of reminiscent to, uh, uh, to Fran and Robert, where I was like, I really can't even, I want to love you. I want to get to fall for you, but I can't, you're not allowing me to get the gears ready to do that at all because you're, you're, you're not allowed. And it's just frustrating. It's just like, you have your pace and I have my pace and it's not matching kind of thing. So I think these tragic moments like that are just real life. Like I, this is a, these, it felt like real humans talking as opposed to, you know, watching something like Hitch. I don't know why. Nate <laughs> <laughs> Murhead throws Hitch under the bus. <laughs> I had throwing Hitch under the bus. I actually you just, blew your, you just blew your audition for Hitch too. I'm just telling you that. Right now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I just meant like I like Hitch, but it's like you know it. There's yeah, it just it felt more you know where the guy or the girl don't always have to be so cool or so so charming in the traditional way. It's just like nobody's really built like that. It's just like these are just two people that it's that hey, I'm trying. And I mean, yeah. I think that really is is the magic of it. I mean, just to put a bow on this from both your perspectives, because. We've had movies in the past where people connect and then they disconnect. We've never had really the experience of the disconnect and then really get under an understanding of the pain and the struggle to reconnect, which again, mm. like, to your point, Dave, is life. Like from mm. like as more and more people see this, like what do you think or hope more and people will pull away from it because to me this was really just a highlight of the reality of you know the disc you know it's like you know being scared is easy being lazy is easy putting in the work is hard it's mm. it's the hard work of it that feels like is the thing that we're almost shying away from and we have to kind of admit it to ourselves if that makes any kind of sense to both of you i mean that's the answer you just did it that's i mean what could i say now that was great I'm serious. Nobody, That's work, great. nobody wants to work hard, dude. Mm. No. Well, no, I mean, you know, it's like digital space makes dis disposability of, of people so much. If, if we had a kind of, if we had fictions in cinema that made supporting characters in a romance or like even a, makes characters sort of dismissible, it's like the minute they leave frame, they don't exist. Certainly that idea that if they, if they leave frame, they don't exist can, can now permeate our social media or com our computers or phones, there's a kind of dismissibility um, or disposability of human beings that has kind of seeped into even the most casual interactions in our day, including going to get a coffee. Yeah. And I think certainly to be part of a project that's sort of showing the reality that you, you can't just, oh, that didn't work out by this block dismiss you know that that's not real and that's also not sustainable and and uh i think examining that or, or making that at least a part of how this relationship is presented and explored is is unique well i i think you've done and you just said that beautifully yourself but i mean thanks dave honestly thank you both uh for doing the hard work and, and really giving us this very human and you know, sad, but also really kind of beautiful story that I absolutely loved. I can't wait for more people to see it.
Thank you so much. Really appreciate it.